Welcome to this week of Being in the Boom. We got a guest that we've had on before, and this was probably like our most popular episode of the podcast, <laughs> man. Um, shit was real. The conversation was intense. The conversation was was funny. All those things, entertaining. Uh, welcome back, man, Cardo Jones. Man, happy to have you on. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Always yeah. a pleasure to uh, boom, man. Talking about Cord- Cordell Jones. Yeah, before, at the beginning. Yeah, before we started, I'm like, hey, it's Cardo. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all good. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me. Oh, no doubt, man. You know, boom. Uh, he's an IEP kid, individualized education uh, plan. <laughs> nothing wrong with it all. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, know, but I get it. You know, just need a little more. You know, attention. shut up, both of y'all. Exactly. Hey, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Man, hey, I'm a product too, boom. So, <laughs> make you feel good. <laughs> no, but man, uh, I, I want to start this off real quick talking about BetDSI, uh, BetDSI.com. Check it out. That's been a site, Cardell. I don't know if you gamble, but I gamble, yeah, gamble. on a regular basis. <laughs> and and BetDSI has been a site that, you know, I've been, I've took some losses, but I've made some money on it as well, man. Nice. So, if you want to bet on games, boxing events, just about anything there is. I mean, you could probably almost bet like that. Y'all used to do the dollar flip in the league in the locker room? Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> the dollar flip was a game. If it lands on heads or tails, then you win. And we would play with 20s and 100s when oh, I was playing. Yeah, absolutely. That's about the only thing you can't bet on yeah. <laughs> at BetDSI is the dollar flip game. But <laughs> everything else, man, code. check it out. And the promo code is beating 100 so check that out. Um, but diving in, man. Diving into this discussion, man. What's been happening with you, dog? Uh, nothing, man. A lot since the last time I've been on the show, man. Um, transitioning from the NFL to the XFL and uh, got the um, training facility up and running. Mm-hmm. Back and forth between here and D.C. Um, a lot's going on. A lot of things that I'm um, fortunate enough to be a part of. And um, a lot of the things that, you know, I, I don't want no more parts of. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Talk about real quick. Um, obviously, we're going to break down you know the biggest game of the year, the Wisconsin game. And we're going to break down you know your thoughts on Ohio State, but I want to dive into you right now. Um, and and what's that transition been like, man, from the NFL to to now being the face of the XFL? Because you are. I mean, you're the biggest name right now that the XFL has, and I think they're they're centered around everything that I've heard of making you the the headliner of that league. Um, I mean, that's great. Um, I mean, all the things that come with being, uh, I guess. The biggest name of a league. I mean, I don't want to deal with that. So I was talking about far as the media. Right. So I, just want to, I just want to play football. Right. And that's what the transition has been like. It's finally given me a chance to get out there and play. Right. You know, it's all great being in the NFL. And my goal and my dream is to one day get back to the NFL if God, um, if, if that's his plan for right. me. But I think the XFL give me the best opportunity to do mm-hmm. that and to still learn and still grow and to prove and to improve as a player. Hey, you missing one thing, Cardell, and I can't believe you left it out. Shit, you still getting paid. Right. <laughs> I can't believe you left that part out. You you making money. Yeah, it's still an opportunity to uh, yeah, provide for my family financially and um, yeah, go on from there. So we'll see what doors um, this opportunity open up for me. I, mean, I, I know, I, I know you probably remember because obviously you was a guy that did it uh, back in college. Man, you sent out a tweet to a chick by the name of Ronda Rousey, and we know <laughs> who the XFL was owned by. Right. Hey, so maybe there's a plug. Maybe we might see uh, Cardell on Monday Night Raw uh, and tag team partners with Ronda Rousey. (laughs) I was literally there last, what was it, two nights ago in Cleveland. So it was so funny um, then that's a buddy said the exact same thing. Like, hey, you still got a crush on Ryan? Right? <laughs> I was like, man, no, man, that's a happily married woman. Man. Oh, is she? Uh, my bad. And Ryan. I was like, that is so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to have a crush on right. her, but I was like, uh, it'd be so awkward if I just saw her. I'd just be like, 
You know, like, because we were sitting <laughs> in the front row, too. It was an unreal experience. And then, like you said, this man owns the XFL and WWE. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, her marriage is uh, strong and well. But if it's not, I'm going to have to hit up Mr. <laughs> McMahon. Like, hey, uh, you didn't want to set up a tag team. Uh, not, a, not a tag team match, but a, you know, a, a flying date. You know? <laughs> right. But, no, good luck to her and her marriage. I'm pretty sure it's going strong, though. So, have you met Vince Man? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't, but I heard some really unique things about him outside of the things that you you see on TV. Right, and this is somebody who's been watching this with the kids, too. Right. Ex- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I know, right, so the times that he got in the wrestling ring, right. you know, the time he was beefing with Stone Cold, like <laughs> So I, I was Classic. always a big fan of the McMahon family. Right. And actually, uh, Shane McMahon was my guy, my, my guy wrestler. <laughs> he was my freaking guy. But um, some of the crazy things you hear about uh, Mr. McMahon is that some of his little, his, his, uh, his nicks that he don't like what people do, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. I heard it from more than one um, source that, you know, he don't like when people sneeze around him because it shows a lack of self-control. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, also, I can see this second one being legit, and I, and I can see it actually having an effect on someone. Say, for example, you know, I'm talking to one of you guys, right, and we maybe in a uh, roundtable discussion, and, hey, I'm talking about, you know, a plan or some business or things like that. Exactly. You're doing it right there. Right. <laughs> and it's a forcing, it's forcing when you like agreeing with me and shaking your head. Yes. Yeah, it makes, he yeah, said yeah. it forces the people around you to adapt your, like your thought and, and pretty much shut down the part of their brain that thinks for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, Oh, he's, he's agreeing with it. Oh, I'm agreeing with it. Oh, right. <laughs> so basically saying like, I'm talking to someone in, a, in an environment like this. Mm-hmm. And while I'm talking to you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you like everyone sees that, and they like, oh, he's agreeing with. Oh, I need to agree with it too. Oh man, he's like a big like body, mind, like mind. a cerebral yeah. guy. Yeah, you man, know, he's right? like I don't and know like, this, this, the psychology of who he exactly. is. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what makes him so successful. And I actually can see that because I know it's been. I, I can't recall, but I know it's been times when I was maybe talking to someone or been in a, some type of business environment and listening and physically in my mind agreeing with him, shaking my head like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah, but maybe spreading that onto someone else right. and vice versa like watching someone else do that like, hmm, they got a good point <laughs> so you know so that is that's pretty unique about them oh man that's dope man uh so talk us through you know what it was like to to i mean i know it's always probably a hard discussion but you go through training camp you go through preseason and dude, you have one of the best preseasons out of <laughs> right. every quarterback in the league at this time and you know when you do that, I think you led, you know, in the completion percentage and passing yards and maybe touchdowns and all that great stuff. But then when you get out of training camp, you're you're released and now you're you're obviously, you know, going into another situation. What was that like, bro? When you sit back and you look at situations like that, and you're like, damn, dude, I just went out and did this, that, and the <laughs> third. What everybody expected me to do and wants me to do and what I'm supposed to be showing people, but I'm on the back end. Yeah, it was you know what, man, you know, as as young players we sign up for this and we don't understand what's at the end of the light at the end of the tunnel far as the business side of playing football mm-hmm. we just want to go out there and play football exactly you know and and, and boiling that going all the way back to last year in the last season i didn't show the strides and the steps i made this past offseason last year mm-hmm. so that forced the chargers to go sign a guy like tyrod taylor and pay him a significant amount of money right. to be the back out it forced them to draft a guy like Easton Stick to potentially be the guy after Tyrod after Field, mm-hmm. and it That's almost crazy. put me on the back burner. They was almost in a way recruiting past me mm-hmm. and hoping that I just kind of 
put my tail between my legs and kind of make it easy for them to cut me. Right. So, but, you know, it's competition in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I looked at it as another opportunity to get better. And that's the way I approached this past offseason. And that's why I had the success I had going into camp and going into the preseason. Because, I mean, you know, not trying to sound this and trying to sound – Trying to put this in a more professional way, you know, I outperformed everyone. Right. Yeah. Definitely the guys on my roster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and being fair to them, you know, they was just new to the system. Easton is a rookie, so it wasn't fair for him to say for for them to say Easton, you're competing against Cardell for the number three spot. Right. You know, and they already kind of gave Tyrod the spot, mm-hmm. the number two spot, by you know making that financial commitment to him. Right. But I kind of put the team in a tough situation as mm-hmm. well because the performance. But then they was kind of. Hoping I didn't perform as well, you know, <laughs> yep. and and I totally got it. You know, I was sitting down with our GM when they was releasing me, and you know, it was like, hey, you know, you're not a three, you know, you are legit backup, and on some teams you, we believe that you're a one, but mm-hmm. then that's when he explained it to me, you know. But in our situation, you know, we allocated a certain, you know, right. amount of money to this guy. We got to get our money's worth, mm-hmm. and then that's not fair to just release this guy. We drafted him. We want to see what he's able to do right. in a year or so or whatever it may be. And I'm like, I, you know, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I put my big boy cap on <laughs> and, and, and the business side of it, and I said, hey, the moves you guys made this offseason, I did the exact same thing if I was a GM. Right. Because, like I said, I didn't show them strides mm-hmm. the previous year. And at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for your team. Dude, I'm so glad you're a realist, bro, because a lot of people, you can't have this conversation with. Oh, really no. They'd be like, oh, I should be starting. Right, right, exactly. I should be doing this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the guy. I'm better than them. I'm right. Oh, uh, no, no. And that's one thing about me with, when it comes to my career and my abilities. I'm extremely upfront right. with it because – I'm not going to be that guy that's 43 years old. Oh, I can still play. Mm-hmm. Or oh, they screwed me. Or oh, they did this. In some situations, that's legit. Right. Some guys might not get their chance. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they screwed or something like that. But, you know, in my situation, I don't think – I try not to think like that. Right. I get it. It's business. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Seattle for a week and I had an opportunity to pick between Seattle, Jacksonville, and I think Dallas at the time. And I picked Seattle because I thought it would be a better opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, they presented a plan for me to get their learning system and potentially be the number two by the end of the year. Right. Perfect. So I'm down for it. Week one, we play Pittsburgh. You know, we get some guys banged up. We win the game. We fly back. We realize three of our linemen is not going to practice mm-hmm. the following week. So, of course, with the NFL, you don't, you don't just create new – you don't just gain three more spots to bring in three more guys. You right. got to create them exactly. by releasing guys. <laughs> so me being here a week, it was a you know you take the, they took the horse in the back and shot him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, they explained it to me. Not to, like I said, it's business. I totally understood it, and they, you know they wanted to bring me back when the guys get healthy. But at that point, that's not starting to realize. You know, I'm not that guy. Right. I'm not about to bounce around. Mm-hmm. I'm not about Man. to be the easy target. So, and that's oh, when I yeah. kind of committed to the XFL. And I'm like, I'm done with the NFL this year. You know, and a couple other teams reached out to me to bring me in for practice squad. I was like, hey, you guys don't have a real plan for me in mm-hmm. my abilities. After a while, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't doing after, it. After a while. You know, I ain't doing it. I ain't going to go waste my time. And every Tuesday, I got my fingers crossed, hope I don't get cut. Right. Yeah. No way. I'm just like, no you see way. people I chasing and chasing and chasing at. They don't know how to give yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, not even, it's not even just giving it up. I mean. But you, he's making a you smart business decision because yeah. he has another opportunity. Yeah, so yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, if that's the last resort, then you you keep on going. Right, but right, right, yeah, when you sure, got other sure. things lined up that you exactly. know could be more equitable for you and your future, then yeah. that's what that was my mindset at the time. I said, you know, I already I always had this in my back pocket because a guy in the front office of the XFL, a guy named Doug Whaley, 
was our yeah, GM. Yeah, yeah. Was our GM. Mm-hmm. So he he presented that to me last year. Right. Like, hey, well, I'm getting ready to do some big things. You know, all just know you always have a home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, best. You know, that's important. So, yeah, exactly. That's important. So that actually also helped me play freely yeah. this past off season too, mm-hmm. and um, just having that in my back pocket, knowing that you know I'd be able to play. Right. You know, it didn't matter pretty much what I was. I wasn't just going to bounce around the NFL. I think this was me finally gambling and, and betting on myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't about to go sit there on a practice squad for the rest of the year or bounce <laughs> around and right. just watching and not getting any reps. And, oh, that's good. You know, you got all the obligations as the active exactly. roster guys, but yeah. you have no security. Then you ain't getting, like you said, you ain't getting the reps, so you're not getting the opportunity <laughs> to pitch yourself out there for other people to – Exactly, and then you start that process over again, right. and the off season. Hopefully, you get some reps, and preseason, I see what happens, and you can potentially be really just like, no, I'd rather you know take my take my career in my own hands, mm-hmm. bet on myself, go to the XFL, potentially kill it, and then walk off that championship field hey. and have an opportunity to sign a legit contract, <clears throat> have an opportunity to go somewhere and, and compete to be a guy right. rather than just another guy. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, man. And another good thing about this, it's not like you just just sitting around just working out. You're actually getting some time to play football still. Exactly, you know? exactly. So you're making yourself better. Um, this is a pro league. You're a professional. Yeah, shit, there's all the other sure. pros out there. Yeah, I mean, oh, it ain't sure. like yeah, this. this is, oh, I'm getting out here. This, uh, no, this is right. real. Exactly. This exactly. is real deal. You know, I had an opportunity to be in DC the past two and a half weeks, and you know, meet with my staff, and I was just the only player at the time. This was before the draft, and you know, we installing the offense, and we going through the draft board. Who they like? The coach has been through. You know, they had showcases and things like that. Hey, Carl, what's the same thing about this guy? The type of offense we run, we think he fits here. And being behind the scenes of all that stuff, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the sweet part. And then, like you said, you playing with other pros. Yeah. You you got guys running around dropping some low four threes. You got guys benching all these great numbers yeah. and moving around. And then you got a lot of guys who had really good preseason as well. Right. That just didn't have an opportunity. It was a mm-hmm. numbers game or whatever it may be. Who's transitioning to the XFL as well. You right. talk so. about that cerebral part of Vince McMahon. I think this – and, bro, <clears throat> I know this is going to make you so much better because – you're getting the opportunity to be behind and see or how do they evaluate guys? What do they expect? What do they anticipate? And just think about that. When you're a quarterback, you know, okay, this is what they want out of this specific guy right. and what they expect him to be doing out there. So you're going to be all the way around better for any other opportunity. Whether it's, it's another insane. opportunity out there or not, this may be the best situation because who knows yeah, if yeah. shit, yeah, if you exactly. blow this thing out the water, what it yeah. could look like. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a room with Philip Rivers for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And, That's and big time. I always said my first week when I got traded to the Chargers, my first week was my first time ever really playing football mm-hmm. because of the mindset, well, playing quarterback, right. because of the mindset Phil forced me to have. And being around a guy who can't beat you with his athletic ability at all. Mm-hmm. Can't run out of daylight. <laughs> walk, walk like he got two left feet. Right. You know? But Phil is my guy. I'm telling uh-huh. you, he's my guy. And the way that he attacked a game plan, the way that he attacked a defense, so it's from the neck up. Right. And the one thing he told me, the first thing he told me, he's like, hey, I want you to you know, play the game like, you, like you're not as athletic as me. And mm-hmm. that forces you to think how you got to be guys different ways. Mm-hmm. And being behind the scenes of the XFL and my team, the D.C. Defenders, and having an opportunity with Coach Hamilton to, hey, Cardio, go sit in a de- defense install. Mm-hmm. See how they attack it. Offense. See how they attack you in practice every day. Right. Go sit in defense install. Next week you can learn the offense. And I'm just like, what? You know, I, I'm like, coach, I know defense. Right, I know right. six. I know eight. I know how to beat that. But to see how they install and to see what the different fronts they play mm-hmm. with and things like that, man, it just it just 
adds another aspect to the game. Bro, that's huge. Hey, you talk about uh, spending some time with the staff for like two weeks. I mean, obviously, I had the opportunity to play under uh, Pep Hamilton when I was with the Colts, you know, when he was the offense coordinator. How has it been, you know, you know, sitting in meetings with him, uh, trying to get to know him, trying to get to know his 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 way of, you know, running plays and things like that? Uh, it's been pretty unique. I mean, golly, he has spent 40 minutes on one play. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, bro. But, but, no, but, no, he's such a he's such a great coach, and he can connect with you. And he's not one of them coaches, and we had this conversation earlier, yeah. yesterday. He ain't one of them coaches that, oh, this is the way it's going to happen. It got to go this way. Right. Because we had them conversations already, and we butted heads far as the, being offensive staff of blocking schemes on protections and, and maybe a different way. Because it's so early in the game that – I got the ability, and they give me that flexibility, and I earned that right, knowing and proving I know what the heck I'm talking about mm -hmm. in different situations, to maybe change something, to maybe call it a little differently. Yeah. Or, hey, I ain't going to really feel that play. <laughs> right. Hey, if you call this versus this, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Right. So so having that conversation, that dialogue with him, and proving that I know what the hell I'm doing yeah. back there, he's so much open. He, oh. He's so more open. and. And from the jump, he was never that guy. Hey, this is how we run it. We call it this way because it, that's it's set in stone. It ain't nothing set in stone. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, you know, it's running Everything through you. Open, wide open. Exactly, it's running through you. If, yeah. you don't like, if you don't like the way we call it, call it something else. It click on, it hit your brain better, or what you think the backside should have on this and things like that. So, I will say, you know, and, and clearly, you know how our offensive coordinators are. You guys know that they're gonna run things that they ran at other places mm -hmm. and they bring it along. And I'm like, that don't make sense to me. Why would you have that route on the backside of this? Damn, that's right. dead. You have them run for no reason. Mm -hmm. You know, he never get the ball. Right. So, you know, a couple of things like that. And, and Pep and Ted and Tanner, our quarterback coach and our OC, they're they're great guys. And our offensive line coach Saffo, they they're really good guys. And they all have the same vision for this team and for this offense. So it makes it easier to I me. Mean, I guess they say it's, it's, it's thousand or a million ways of skinning cat. Right. So, you know, they're not that narrow minded set in stone. Oh, I want to do it this way. Oh, I want to do it this way. Because everybody comes from so many backgrounds. 100%. You know, they, they, we putting in everything that everyone knows and what they come to with. And we keep narrowing down. So, well, one of the things, though, man, I, I'm super excited about this league. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm excited because. Hell, you look at the XFL. I don't know if y'all watched a documentary on the XFL a couple of years ago that they had. Uh, I want to say it was the ESPN 30 for 30. Um, and you watch how successful they were in a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. And now you watch the NFL and you watch so many different things, the camera angles, you know, the, the, the people being their personalities. <clears throat> the league right now took a lot of shit from the XFL and implemented it into what they're doing. So they were kind of trendsetters in that regard. Right. So I'm anxious to see them come back because we look at the AFL, the league that just uh, folded was the last spring. They were starting to put people in stands. They were starting to generate uh, opportunities and kind of, you know, get TV contracts. Now, I don't know whatever it was with the back-end funding that led to them failing. Right. But it lets you know that there's a market out there for another football league. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing you want to ask No, me, no, go ahead. No. And I think the thing with I'm not for sure, and it's hard for me to comment, you know, edu um, educated comment on, on something I really don't know too much about. But from my understanding, you know, it was a guy that, you know, I don't know who he is, put up a lot of money for the, uh, the AAF mm -hmm. and uh, some financial. The AAF, that's yeah, what it was. The financial things happened and, and pretty much the accounts got frozen. So there was no way to start paying guys mm -hmm. again. So kind of, kind of, I don't want to say it folded or flopped, but it kind of, it it's a big hold, you know, right. because of the situation and the financial situation. This one owner. Uh, this one guy who owned the whole league was putting up the money for, you know, whatever was happening with him. But, you know, and I had this question actually before, what makes, you know, if 
what makes us think that XFL won't go down the same path? I say because we got Vince McMahon as our guy. <laughs> <laughs> look exactly. At, look at Rob. Look at look at look at <laughs> WWE. Look at WWF. Everything this guy put his name on is look at AEF. You know, yeah. I don't think people. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, 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 people don't even know that. Yeah, that's like exactly. that's an extension of WWE yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you got all these superstars. Is AEF or AEW or something like that? It's new AEW. 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 Elite. I think it's like what is it? Some 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 wrestling. But right. And then the platform. You know, Mr. McMahon give all these all these performers opportunities to seek other things. Like you know, The Rock is a movie star. John Cena is a movie star. You know, Man. Batista. All these guys they have so many different avenues because of this platform right. that he allowed these guys to perform on, and it gave them opportunity to venture out and do other things. They, you know, Carter, I hundred percent see you being on WWE at some point. Hey, the personality is there. You fight like Mike Tyson or something. <laughs> Bro, the personality is there. I would, I would. It's so funny, man. Me and my buddy, I'm telling you, we sat front row, and I was putting all of my snap last night. I mean, uh, two nights ago, and they were slamming them guys to them freaking barricades. And you know, it's entertaining. But I'm like, hey, you ain't fake some of this shit. It's real entertainment. <laughs> I'm like, you can't hey, fake so some the moves of this shit. And, hold so, that shit. So you know how they say it's not really real, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can't fake some of this. If you get slammed, you get front slammed. Row, like he threw this guy. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Bum. He threw the <laughs> listen the bear cake. We right there. Hey, I kid you not. This thing, boom, rocking off like oh. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like me and my buddy. We all like all like this. We like man. We about to be on like not top ten. Forever. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, some of that stuff is for sure. Like I mean, you can't like, fake some of it. Yeah, some. I mean, some of the stuff is like okay. That's some of them horrible. slaps though. Man. Yeah, I'm like, what, but getting slapped across the chest. That's real. <laughs> And that's you get real. slammed through no a table. I mean, that got to be the table may not be a hundred percent, you know, thick as this right here, this wood right here. Right. But it's a real table. You're asking right. to slam through, yeah, yeah, yeah. nonetheless. So it's still a and chance for you to get hurt. That's right, what I'm right. Going and through then, it. Then ain't no. F- how you go fake if I'm in the sky jump on you on your belly? I mean, you probably you know, crash <laughs> hey, up a little bit. And that shit always packed too. Yeah. Like it's always a a big crowd there, man. When so I that's how you, you know it's 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 yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool and, and the impact they have on. On the fans and, mm-hmm. and, and you know the whole sports business, it's it's pretty unique to see up close and personal. Like we were just talking, man. We always grew up watching that stuff. Right. You know, Stone Cold, Undertaker, and the list goes on of guys that we love to watch. But being there actually to see that, I was skeptical about going. I said, oh, maybe, man. I know it's fake and stuff like that. But right. it, that shit brought the kid the, out of me. My yeah. kids that, love it. We go to anytime it's we didn't go to the one the other night, but anytime it's in Ohio, we normally go. My question is. On the last names, we see shit like he hate me. What's that? Is it gonna be just regular Jones? It's gonna be regular. It's gonna be. Ah, oh man! Oh, man. That, see, with the game. Oh, oh, for sure. If it was doing nicknames, and that was so funny. Some guys we drafted some receivers. It was local uh-huh. around the DC area, so I got a chance to throw with them right after the draft. Uh, they that was their first question. We doing nicknames on the back of the draft? Oh man, I wish that was the case. And I think they're trying to make it more a professional. Right. They, you know, because. My my remembrance of the old XFL, it was like everybody was mic'd up and mm-hmm. kind of was like no rules and the, the nicknames and all that stuff. And I think they're trying to make it a real, the real, like the real, like deal. yeah, more. I think more almost. I don't want to say like the NFL because it's completely two different leagues, but more, but more like the NFL. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but um, in a way to keep it so it can make it an easier transition for guys that's coming from the XFL. Right. To the NFL, you know, having the opportunity to get back into the league because you know it starts February eighth and it ends mid April, mm-hmm. and that, and then you guys know, 
February is the Super Bowl. Right. So it starts right at the end of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. And April is the OTA. So it ends right when the NFL season beginning. Right. So they're trying to make that transition smooth with the rules and things like that. So. Dude, I mean, <clears throat> well, like I said, you guys probably didn't watch that 30 for 30. Austin, you shook your head over there like you watched that 30 for 30. <laughs> and I remember um, – I just remember all the antics in the post-game interviews, mm-hmm. and then you go to the post-game parties where you got the WWF at that time divas being a part of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such an integration, yeah. and I think that that's what made that thing kind of gain a lot of a lot of fanhood because exactly. you, you, people wanted to be a part of the WWF, and when you're integrating fans. I mean, people are going to want to go, and that's one thing that Vince McMahon knows how to do. He knows how to market. He knows how to fill seats. That's why I really see this league taking off, and I'm excited about it, man, because for so many years, bro, we look at it being only – when we were kids, we had NFL Europe. Yes. So, as adults, the next step that we have is the Canadian Football League, and, you know, a lot of guys don't want to go over to Canada. Guys still want to be close. They want to be home. They still want to have family be able to come to the games and and still have that U.S. presence. Mm -hmm. And I think this gives us an opportunity to do that. And for so long, we talked about uh, the league having a developmental league. Well, you know, we don't need a developmental league. We got college. <laughs> that's that's yeah, essentially right. the NFL's developmental league. And now the XFL's developmental league. But you're giving so many other guys an opportunity to go out and play professionally and make money. And you know how it is, bro. There's so many guys in the league that probably shouldn't be in the league. There's so many guys on the street that are better than guys in the that's league. But for whatever right. reason, because of the politics of the game, it doesn't allow you to do it. But yeah. now you got this other league, it opens it up for so many more people. Exactly. And then, like you said, it's an opportunity for guys to showcase what they got. Right. You know, a lot of guys might not have the opportunity to, uh, you know, you might be behind to, if you if you were a fourth running back, you, you, if you ain't running out on kickoff, you probably won't be there long. Right. So you're giving an opportunity to see what you can do in the backfield. You get an opportunity to see what you can do in a real-life game situation. And I was mentioning to a couple of guys that we drafted because they don't sign any contracts, I think, until early – December, late November-ish, mm-hmm. they can still get caught up to NFL team. Right. And I, my advice to them, I was like, hey, man, bet on yourself. Right. If, if they ain't got no real plan for you, man, if you want to sit on the practice squad because somebody just got hurt, guess mm-hmm. what? When they get healthy, you you, guess, you back out here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, and you going somewhere to save somebody's legs, you know, and week eight, week nine for the rest of the season, you got to run that go route on the backside, you ain't getting the ball. Right. If that's what Don't you want to do, I mean, if, yeah, if that's what you want to do. But if you, you know what I'm saying, if you want to bank on yourself, have an opportunity to play, mm-hmm. have an opportunity to further your career and not just, like I said, save my legs and run around and stay here. Like, right. You know, do it. But that's just my advice to them guys. Mm-hmm. And clearly everybody going to do what they want to do when it comes to their career because it's their career. Carter, I got to ask you, though, man, this is like this is the elephant in the room. Now, we're not asking you your situation. What's this, the pay structure? I think everybody out there is going to want to know that because it hasn't been something that's been made public. Right. I don't know if you even want to make – if you don't, you don't got to answer this you at all. That's a, but for other guys, what is it like this, a maximum amount or a minimum that, that guys will be making? So, Or just tell me the minimum I, you if know you what? know. I don't know the pay structure because I was lucky enough to be one of the allocated quarterbacks. Right. So it's different. I know our pay is a little different. Right. When it comes to um, incentives and guarantees, I believe, mm-hmm. but it's no. So this is a new league. It's no set contract. Right. It's no set like okay. Um. Because I remember my agent when we was going through the signing the process, and it was like I'm like, what's taking so long? I want to go there. Like I signed. Oh well, you know, this is a first year. They don't have a set contract. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't have set language. 
we need to make sure that when make sure that's when, right. Yeah, when April is over, we can just walk into the NFL locker room. Right. We need to see who own your rights. We need to see who like. So it's no really set contract. And I heard rumors that I mean, pay is I don't know like seventy grand maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, for ten weeks or um, and then can make up to eighty five ninety, mm-hmm. including incentives in your contract. But I don't know the structure of draft. How right. I work with the draft. Exactly. I don't know if that's everyone's getting that seventy or seventy potentially grand. Mm-hmm. Or it did by draft because we had we got two more drafts. Right. So I don't. Yeah, I, I can't legit. I can't give like a legit answer on that. So I mean, I, I like to dive deep in the business aspect, and you know, when I keep thinking about this man, I can't help but think about all the other outlets that he has. They got a mm-hmm. WWE network. Mm-hmm. So network exactly. Right. So in, in my mind, it's okay. Will these games be broadcast as part of that WWE network, or and we always watch uh, Raw on what USA or something like that. Mm-hmm. Are the football games going to be on USA? And then so, no, we uh, just so we just uh, uh, released a schedule and okay. um, our major partners is ESPN. Okay, oh, uh, ABC, better. So they already got TV yeah, contracts. Right. Right. ABC yeah. and uh, FS1. So so that's our that's what. So we're going to just watch. Yeah. So yeah. So it'll be opportunities to watch, and um, you know, it, it won't be like uh, Canada. Um, Exactly. Yeah, you like like you don't know which channels. Right. I got some buddies that play in Canada too. But what I was getting at is, you know. Let's say this thing blows it out the water, and we're talking, you know, millions of viewers on a weekly basis. You know what that means? That's more money for Vince McMahon. So, at what point are players allowed to kind of restructure the deal once they see how the league is making Start, yeah. after the first year? That's a great question. I so, mean, I think, I think what, I think what the league will make after this first year. I mean, granted, we. We behind the scenes, we not right. actually in their office and in, 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 on the business in, side. I just yeah, like that, exactly. you know. Yeah, but I can see them. Discussion. I can see them. You know, okay. For example, we we outperform expectations when it comes to viewers and, and I think they out will too. Tickets That's crazy and thing. things like that. Of course, that money go into that bigger revenue pile. And, and what I witnessed and what I experienced so far, this is not a stingy league, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe they give more to guaranteed contract. Maybe mm-hmm. they give more to that salary for the following year. Maybe you know this year is. We trying to create a blueprint, right? You know, so we don't know what to expect. We mm-hmm. don't know how to. We it's hard to base next year off this year, right. especially being the first year. So maybe if this is year three or four, and they had some numbers, okay, views was up, views was down, views up, views was down. Okay, mm-hmm. this is how we're going to allocate that money from the past year to these contracts. And right. maybe the contracts the following year may be lower, or maybe they be higher. So I can see that <coughs> definitely going into effect of. Um, how they going to structure the following year's contracts? Right. I know one thing, man. You know what I would love to see with this XFL, and especially with the, the was Washington Defenders, DC Defenders, DC Defenders. Yes, sir. We got Cardell Jones at quarterback. You get Braxton Miller at wide receiver. You call your boy Jalen Marshall, get him out there at wide receiver. So um, I mean, we, we can put together a Buckeye team that can be very, very nice. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. And then we fortunate enough to have some really good receivers now. But I would love to have opportunity to add them, guys. I know Jalen is playing in the CFL right now. I think I Braxton. Think- Braxton just signed with the uh, the Panthers. Oh, he did. Did he practice squad? Oh, okay, nice. okay. I just nice. read that. Just, yeah, is that nice. true? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, see, that's nice. another so deal there, right there where you yeah. make that bet on yourself, baby. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet on, get, get some film out there. Yeah, you? for sure. That's what I said. I'm betting on myself. Forget that. But I know. Because um, you've been in the business and you know how it is. Exactly. Now, yeah, just after just after you've been released <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> spend a week in Seattle, the other team's hitting me up saying the same shit. I'm yeah. like, oh, uh-uh, <laughs> Let me go get this guarantee real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Let me get this guarantee and let me get this opportunity to play. And then, you know, next April, now that I got see what's now happening. Now them teams come back and call and now we can really talk. Yeah. 
nah, wash we ain't, we ain't doing boy, no, we ain't doing smart. no come try out mm-hmm. shit. We ain't doing no, oh, we want you to come try out the camp. No, I ain't, no, ain't no film. camp arm. Yeah, <laughs> so just, come try, I'm like, try out. that film. Yeah, ain't no camp arm. <laughs> yeah, so, no way, Jose. Right. I ain't no camp arm and I ain't about to be no no legs that run around. No, I want to, yeah, at this point, I feel like I'm a legit asset to a team, not just a, you know, I got to. Yo, I, I'm so freaking intrigued by this by this shit, man. I can have questions all day long. I know we can really move along because we want to talk about Ohio State, we want to talk about Wisconsin. But, bro, I just can't help but think. You said the season ends in April. Mm-hmm. So now, how much tougher do you – but I'm trying to make this, man. This just going to make it so much more tougher for teams when they're evaluating guys coming out because yeah. a lot of times you got a lot of these guys that are drafted in the back end, guys that are signing these free agent deals coming out of college, yeah. and now it's going to be tougher on the NFL. Because now you may have these situations that, all right, maybe this guy doesn't choose to go to the NFL because he knows he maybe quite wasn't ready to go to the NFL anyways, but he wanted to leave and he doesn't get drafted. And instead, his agent tell him, instead of going to the league and just being a camp body and being behind, or you go here to where you're going to get some playing time and here where you get a better opportunity. So, well, it won't won't work perfectly with the college guys because – so college season ends – at best, January what eighth, ninth is a yeah, national right. title. Yeah. Well, we be in camp. We be in camp for XFL mm-hmm. and getting ready to play that following February. That in three weeks in February. Right. So if it was a guy who who didn't get drafted, or I mean, drafted was in what March or April. So when that draft happened, you know, at best XFL championship game is mid-April. So that probably be around the same time. So that season would probably pretty much be over for him. Mm-hmm. So our season would be going on while that kid is getting ready for the combine, you know, pro day and things like that. So he had to wait that following year. So, oh, so he the had following an opportunity. Draft. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he had an so opportunity. So the draft had to happen and then <laughs> yeah. after. Yeah, next year. So it almost makes sense for him to go to the league. Right. Get yeah, cut, he get had the opportunity. Right. Yeah, 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 he had an opportunity <laughs> going to a camp. Right. And then uh, if it don't work out with a camp, then he can enter his name in the XFL draft, which we just had our first one last Tuesday, well, October, whatever that just was. Mm-hmm. So he will go through an NFL camp potentially and maybe not get signed. Right. And then he will be eligible, you know, throughout the process for that XFL draft. Right. And then, like I said, we got two more drafts coming up. Mm-hmm. So Dope insight, know, man. Yeah, yeah, he'd be re- he'd be re- eligible for the following year. So you know his his rookie year in the NFL would have potentially started in September, but his rookie year in the XFL would start pretty much December because of camp. Gotcha. Say 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 this thing takes off like goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? Could you see them add more teams? I can see that. I can definitely see that. And if, and if it takes off, more teams, more money. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can <laughs> then, like, definitely see that. Given it make you think though. Like I mean, obviously we know the NFL is like. The big, the, the big time thing, the the biggest. But say this thing take off and they they get up to you know thirty two teams and anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody say something crazy to me like, what if like it became where like the NFL did like a thing where they had their top four teams and the <laughs> XFL got it so big that they had their top four teams yeah. and it's like a a playoff. That'd never, it'll never happen though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, but I'm yeah. just saying like you got that'd be like that. Honestly, it'd be like. Almost, you got to integrate leagues. And, yeah, I mean, it's so yeah, much paperwork yeah. and so be, much, you yeah, know. But that'd much. be more money, though. <laughs> I don't know. You got to collect a bargaining agreement. There's exactly. no way to get to the league more money. In. And then we don't have a CVA right now. Right. right. And yeah. right now, so Pep Hellens and we were sitting in meetings and shit. And I'm, you know, it's like 1130. I'm just watching the film. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he blitzed. 
Yeah, he put, he's like, girl, get your ass up. We ain't got no CBA. Ain't no work labor law. And it's pepped over. But it was just one of those moments like, uh, yeah, 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 go route. Yeah, I'd like it. Throw it. Yeah, go ahead. He's like, ain't no, CBA, ain't no work labor laws around here yet. Right, right, get your right. ass up. And tell Pat, man, I, I might have found this itch to the coach, man. I'm, so I might be able to reach it out to him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> coach out there, man. No, but uh, man, a transition on, man. But you got anything else about the XFL? Man, anything? No, I, but I did want to transfer over to you know. Obviously, we were talking about the big business side of things, and obviously, you got this new facility out here. Yeah. Um, just kind of just tell us about that and what kind of made you want to get into that. What, what you know? Yeah. So plus two, we call it plus two university. Mm -hmm. um, plus two for short. Uh, me and Eric Lichter, a guy that trained you guys. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we had you on the podcast. Yeah, a guy on. that was a guy that um, trained me when I was a young pup. Back when he was training speed and strength in Cleveland right. before he got a job at Ohio State. Me too. I went. I, I used to drive up from Akron <laughs> going up to Euclid yeah, in that's high school. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I remember, man, um, going back to me his history a little bit. I think I was probably about second, third grade going around me. And second shoot. or third grade? Yeah, second or third grade. Dang. Couldn't couldn't do nothing. I couldn't walk and chew gum. <laughs> still can't. Yeah, still can't. <laughs> still can't walk and chew gum. And, um, I remember Eric being extremely hard on guys and then um, I was a little bigger so I was training with like the fourth and fifth graders I think he had the time or the age group and um, watching how he, he operate I'm like this dude's crazy right so but he stayed on me and um, and I was thinking my mom was around I was thinking like he just on me because my mom's around he's not going to care when I leave uh. you know when she leaves <laughs> so she gets to a point when she's comfortable leaving uh, me up there and then he's still on me so I'm like oh this dude is legit yeah. so and then he had the opportunity at Ohio State mm -hmm. so he disappeared basically he, you know, <laughs> he had to leave and I stopped going because I kind of you got you used know, to him exactly yeah. exactly His, I think the guy name was Tim, Tim yeah Tim was uh -huh. pretty good too but I'm like ah, just whatever <laughs> I gotta figure it out All right you started to go through high school and get recruited and freaking E is on staff with Ohio State mm -hmm. so we kind of reconnected there and then um Make the opportunity to go to Ohio State freshman year. That's when the whole transition happened, and never was able to get a coach by E again. Fast forward to after my rookie year in the league, I had to do this thing with Fox Sport. Um, it was basically a, a workout um, video and um, a couple of things like that. And I just had ran into E at the movies, and uh, his son um, uh, Tyler at the time. He was kind of like a little bit younger than me, and I'm like, oh, Tyler, you got a freaking huge. Right, right. You know what I'm <laughs> I seen you in ten years. Right, you know. Um, and we kind of reconnected, just stayed in contact. And then I reached out to Eli. E, hey, I got to do this video for Fox Sports. You mind just coming and, you know, just take me through a road car. Mm -hmm. He did it. And I'm just like, holy shit. He tried to I'm, kill you. Yeah, he tried to kill me, <laughs> for sure. You want a really good one? It's for, it's for TV? Oh, right. I got it. <laughs> tried to kill me. But it was a great, and I was already working out at the time, too. And it was a great workout. I'm like, man, I reached out to Eli. E, man, what what it takes for you to, like, to train me again? All right. He's like, man, I don't know, man. I've been out the game two, three years. You know, I'm, I'm dedicated to my son. I'm doing this advocate. And the wife would kill me and things like that. Yeah, I got to check with her. So, had a, a small relationship with his wife as well. So, she allowed him to train me, which was worked out perfectly. And then, you know, being my trainer in the offseason, things like that. And um, seeing the kids around his son, TJ. TJ is so much better than the kids his group because he got E at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I had my camp, when I had my camp last year in uh, Cleveland, two years ago in Cleveland, I put TJ with the eighth graders, and mm -hmm. TJ was in the fifth, I think, and he was he was carrying his weight. Yeah. He wasn't killing his good, but he's carrying his weight. 
you know, things like that. And, you know, E coaches, I mean, TJ coaches where his team witnessed, I mean, realized that too. And it was like, hey, you know, E, do you mind training some of our kids sometimes? He was like, ah, I really didn't saw that. <laughs> went to, yeah, went to a training session or two, and he realized that these kids were just had a lack of focus. Mm-hmm. That's what it really was. 100%. And, and he think it's just because of the video games and everything. Fortnite. Exactly. All the things he had accessible. TikTok. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, me and E kind of shared the same thing when it comes to kids and giving back and helping. And we feel like this would be a great opportunity to to help kids and and help them develop. You know, our our target goal was the kids that were, honestly, the kids like me growing up. Right. The kids that were physically and and genetically, you know, they they were physically eight years old, but they were genetically Right, you gifted, but you don't even know it. Yeah, right. they, they're six though. <laughs> Getting they, it out they, of they, them. Yeah, yeah, so trying to bring them up to their potential and at least you know their age group of of uh, the kids running around them. So that was our goal, and uh, that's why we started Plus Two University, and it's just it's taking off now. You know, we're doing adult fitness classes. You know, we're doing uh, some business, um, team building things with different businesses, and of course, you know, that's we're big. training our youth there. So we got some of the equipment that I haven't seen in you know uh, performance centers that I train at. Right. You know, when I'm not here, you know, far as, uh, you know, eating, eating all the little tricks and all the, <laughs> man, all the toys. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, man, he got kids on Kaiser air runners. Yeah. You know, he got, he got kids doing a lot of different crazy things at the gym. I'm just like, dude. And then, uh, we already seeing results and in, in some of the response that we got some of these parents, some of these, um, kind of, um, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, testimonial videos right. and seeing how their kids just seeing the, the discipline of the kid and, and attention span and things like that and I'm like yeah because they tired as hell from eating beef right. <laughs> right. but and it's so funny you know dealing with kids it was a touchy subject because I'm like I don't know because E E is E yeah, he got he one. Him. He got one way and that's full go and I'm like I know how you train me I get fed up with your ass right. sometimes and I'm like I wonder how he's going to train the kids. So, I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to catch a couple of training sessions. He training them like he training me. <laughs> Duh. He trying to, I'm like, and then you got some of these parents just watching, just loving it. I'm just like, oh, my God, your right. parents are crazy. He's going to kill these kids. Man. But they love it and they response to it. It's just, it's just unparalleled. So. I mean, you look at the track record, though, man. Look at the guys that he trained in the past, man, and see what they what they became. Exactly. I, I totally agree, All when you man. want your kids not to go train with him. Exactly. I totally agree, man. A lot of people... A lot of people don't know. I mean, just be, it wasn't just because of E. Tag and Jay wasn't always that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. wasn't always that fast. Right. Guys like, I mean, you guys, the Billies, we went into Ohio State. We had the opportunity to be, um, uh, we was already good athletes. Right. But E and his and his resume and, and the way he trained, the things he do, that took guys to the level. next level. 100%, man. You know, so. so. I got a group of kids, man, that, uh, you know, I coach in Mansfield. And this year, man, I'm bringing my Mansfield football team. We played flag for We've been playing together for seven years. That's how long I had our kids on my team. And this year, we're coming to Columbus. We're probably going to join one of these leagues in Westerville. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the head coach. I'm going to establish my own squad. But okay. starting in February, yeah. I'm going to be busting my kids, man, back and forth. We're going to plus two, man. Nice. 100%. Nice. Dude, 100%. Yeah, now, I talked sure. to you about it a little while ago, so got to bring it back up to him. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing, man. All my kids down in uh, Westerville, the ones that you know live there, the ones that going to be playing on the team here. We're going to be there, man. Nice, man. Sure. We appreciate that. Oh, no doubt. And, and, our, and our goal was when we was, you know, building this thing out and looking for a location, we wanted to make it accessible to, mm-hmm. to all the surrounding inner cities, suburbs, and, and making it easy. You know, we write off freaking 71 on Bush Boulevard. So you got 71 and 270, pretty much the right. two major mm-hmm. uh, freeways around here. Yep. And you can hit every suburb to inner city to whatever you want within about, you know, roughly 15 minutes. Right. You know, 
at worst. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a pretty good location um, and accessible to everyone. And uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it, man. Appreciate it. Man, sweet, sweet, man. Uh, yeah. So anybody that got a young kid that need to be trained or anything? Yeah, if you're an yeah. adult, you need to be trained. Take that too. I haven't. I wasn't lucky enough to to chime in on an adult training session, but I'm pretty sure he's killing them as well. Oh, I don't like, imagine. I, I told him. I, so all I, ages, you yeah, know, go to I'm, place yeah, too, exactly. man. Exactly. So I'm headed there right after this to get a workout in. I think I told him I'm stick around to see it. A training section and and it's so funny. So uh, when I'm back, I, I clearly I work out there. He is my trainer, and uh, <laughs> I was getting off the uh, golly, what do we call it? Uh, the runner. I forgot what the name of the machine. And we end our workouts with some type of crazy cardio and abs. So and um, this kid's coming in, uh-huh. and um, I'm getting off the machine, but I'm laying down. I'm done. I'm laying on the turf, and I'm like trying to catch my breath. And I hear the door open. I just get the crawl. I'm like, don't come in. He's trying to kill me. Ah! The parents are like, I only know I'm just joking. I'm like, what is going on? So man, plus two university is, man. I'm gonna try to get back over there. I need to get back in shape a little bit, man. So so I can pop my top this summer. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. So and then you know what's funny? We have our open house uh, this. Sunday from six to nine. Okay. Um, Pull up. Your boy, um, golly, he went to my school. I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Brian Brownie. Yeah, big gonna, Yeah, big okay. B. He's going to bring his food truck out there. So oh, that's sweet, sweet. Hey, that's going to be nice. entertainment. And we're going to have you know, barbecue. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have opportunity to um, pretty much, we didn't have opportunity to have an open house. Right. So, I mean, a, a grand opening. So this open house is going to kind of serve as that. We want, you know, we're going to invite all the media out to come check it out and uh, trying to keep pushing it, man. Right. Because some of the testimonial videos and um, feedback we got from it, we, we think this thing can not just help kids perform, you know, on and off the court, wherever it may be, but just in life as well. You 100%. Know, we putting a lot of accountability on these guys. Oh, that's huge, man. Starts with discipline. Yeah. But yeah. transitioning, man, from the plus two university to the Ohio State University. Oh, bucks. We got the, the, the biggest, well, what I thought was going to be the biggest game of the season. And it's still pretty I mean, big. Yeah, it's, it's still gonna, huge. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, but it's, man. It, but it's not the biggest. I mean, you take an L to Illinois, you automatically anticipate Ohio State going and beating this team. You can say whatever you want to say about the game and how it transpired. You lost to Illinois. Yeah. Not supposed to happen if you're Wisconsin. If you're one of the teams that were in the top five, top ten, and you got a running back by the name of Jonathan Taylor who was running all over defenses and that you believe. And you got to consider the number one defense in the country. Yeah, so, I mean, nonetheless, this is a game that you really had so many lofty expectations for. I'm just hoping at this point in time it can still live up to those lofty expectations, even though they're coming off a loss to Illinois. Uh, Want to get y'all take on that, man? What's your thoughts of Wisconsin and what they're going to bring to the table? Um, and then, do you still think they're one of those teams that could could get in the college football playoff and win a Big Ten championship? Obviously, you got Overweight. Minnesota there on the West. You got to worry about. Overweight. Man, you know what? It's hard to say about the college football playoffs and how you get in, but I think this game is still going to live up to all the hype. I mean, yeah, they're coming off a loss, but you think they want to have two losses back to back? No. You think they don't want to ruin Ohio State season and all their hopes and goals? <laughs> yeah. They, they, you know, as we watching TV and seeing all the highlights and glamour Ohio State, what they supposed to do and all this stuff. You think Wisconsin ain't seen that too? Right. They're like shit. Well, Illinois ruined our shit. Let's ruin Ohio State. Uh, On top of, I mean, I don't know when last time Wisconsin lost two games back to back. I don't know. So, and it's still gonna be a good team. I mean, look, look what Ohio State did after losing to what Purdue last year. Mm-hmm. Went out, you know, win a Big Ten championship game, and then win, um, and then win a Rose Bowl. Right. 
So I think it's still going to be a big game. It would have been that just much bigger if, you know, both teams were undefeated and, and things like that. But it would be, um, I mean, be unique to see. I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously when y'all know how it is. When you come off a loss and you're going into the Ohio State to go play the Buckeyes, everybody has that, that team circle. Exactly. You know, I think it's still going to be a good game. But I think – I think – Illinois probably took something out of them. For sure. You know, I, for sure. I, I think I think Ohio State will it'd be a good game, you know, maybe first half. I think it's towards the third, end of the fourth, they're gonna take it they're gonna take off. They, they should go out they should go go into this game just take it off. Um, yeah. you know, you, you watch the way Illinois play. Illinois played them tough on defense. Yeah. They made it tough on Jonathan Taylor, who is their best player on offense. And when you look at what we were able to do this year on the defensive side of the football, we've been damn good at stopping the run. We've been damn good at not giving the big plays. That's something that you can limit uh, Wisconsin too, because they're not a team that has that ability to be able to, to score quick. They're where are we going to run the ball, run the ball? He going to pop one. Yeah, exactly. you know we may hit him over the top every so often. That's them in a nutshell. They can't keep up with Ohio State's offense in no. the tempo. And I think when you watch what they were able to do, uh, what they weren't able to do versus Illinois, um, it was create those big plays consistent in the run game and score fast enough to be able to jump back on top of them. With Ohio State. That's not going to be the case. Yeah, we've always started off traditionally, not traditionally, but this season in general, we've had those slow starts in the first quarter. Second quarter, we poured it on. Now, if it comes to that, I can't see them getting in this game. I can't see them standing there whatsoever. They don't have that high octane. They got a solid defense, and they always going to have a good offense line. But, bro, I believe Ohio State jumps out to this thing really quick because now is the point in time where shit – you want to start making those style games. You want to start winning the style and winning impressively. Like, this yeah. is one of those games that's going to show the uh, the playoff crew, like, okay, they we know they legit, but they serious. Right. that big yeah. win against Wisconsin, yeah. put them up there. Yeah, for real. I think, uh, I think that's just – I think the top four is still open to me. Right. Uh, Clemson ain't all that. Oh, no, man, Clemson. No, no. I, was, I mean, Alabama, I don't think they really played anyone yet. LSU is damn good. Bro, what's your thought on uh, yeah, what's yeah, your thought yeah. on Joey Burrow in that situation, <laughs> it's my dog. man? It's my dog. He he fuck around beat number one pick. But bro, that's that's the cra- it's so it's my crazy. Dog. Now, do you believe well, it's kinda hard, man, because he knew he wasn't gonna play uh in front of Dwayne Haskins and I, he I, made the right decision. And I can't even say that he's better than Dwayne Haskins because Dwayne was nuts. Yeah. But do you do you think that Ohio State should have done a little bit more to keep him on, on the roster well, and it, say, you know what, man, sit this one year. Dwayne's going to nah, be a one and done. But nah, nobody really anticipated nah, nobody, that, too. Nobody, nobody wouldn't do that, man. Nobody. When you got a guy as high caliber as he was, and he proved, I mean, when he left LSU yeah. in the same year, uh, last year, mm-hmm. his, that one year he he put up all them numbers, he did right. really good. So you think he want to sit on the behind someone? Definitely when he know he feel like – because from, from, from the information I gathered, in my personal opinion, I thought he won a battle in spring. Right. And seriously, that, that guy being the guy he is, he opened up a battle again, and you try to bullshit a coach son mm-hmm. by saying, oh, well, I don't know who my starter is going to be, you know, uh, going into camp and this and that. Just try to keep a guy. Right. To, See the right on the wall. Your team. <laughs> That's bullshit. Right. And how dare you? How dare you pretty much almost tarnish a guy's career because mm-hmm. of that? And I, I commend him for fucking just, leaving. Just think so, about damn. You're right, bro. If he would have said, just think about the situation even, he would have been he in. Said, we wouldn't even wait, 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 wait. If he would have said, Dwayne Lee, Justin transfer, he'd been the same fucking situation. Right, but is we Justin still come though? Hell yeah, he still come. Ain't no, ain't no established quarterback. Yeah, Dwayne Lee. 
they would have probably went with the guy who had the bigger, you know how the shit is. I mean, gonna go with the, the five star guy, the guy that got the so bigger Joe name. So he made the right decision. There, then. Of course. Yeah, damn, man, that's it's crazy to think about. We, we just saying that now because he's he's doing what he's doing. Well, well, not not if he. And we know. I'm saying it because he left. Period. I don't care if he was not putting up these numbers. Right. Yeah. He made the decision, right decision, leaving because, like I said. For one, you should never try to bullshit him and his family by trying to keep him there. Right. When he clear cut could have been the starter, mm-hmm. right. and you told this guy he was the starter and he had a better. Sp- you said, and we talking about you. I'm talking about the staff. You said whoever had the better spring is going to be the starter. Right. He had the better spring. Mm-hmm. Then you go tell his family, oh, I don't know who my starter is going to be. Right. Just try to keep two really good guys on mm-hmm. staff. And it sucks with quarterback because only one guy get to play. Right. Then he leaves. Now I don't care where he goes. You know, at this point, he got his degree. He had the opportunity to play right away. But if he, let's say he do stay, now Dwayne God had a year he had, mm-hmm. which was unbelievable. And now Joe walking there thinking he about to be the starter. But guess what? Justin Fields still looking for a home. <laughs> and Justin Fields' mindset, she, Dwayne leave. Ain't no other starter. Right. right. He ain't beat out Dwayne, so he yeah. ain't beating out me either. Uh-huh. And then the coach is probably like, we just a five star guy. We yeah, got coming in here. We got to yeah, play him. He see all this and Justin doing the things he's doing. <sighs> It's just so Tough, crazy, man. too, man. When you look at Joey Burrow, and it makes perfect sense because who's to say he's the quarterback that he is right now if he doesn't leave? Because he did play last year, and the way he played last year, it was here, but now it was here. It's no, completely that's different. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like I just said, I go back to the same thing as sitting on a practice squad. I, like, I can't have a great season like I was – or great – I can't develop. I that's a, that's and a then great I got to sit. Right. That's a great it's point. It's like, then now Joe would have been the same cycle again next mm-hmm. this past spring. Oh, let me bust my ass. Oh, great I'm having a great spring. Point. Oh, no, nah, I'm not the guy. Now nah, I just wasted right. four or five years here. Now yeah. let me do the grad transfer, see if I play one year. That's a great and point, And the man. things he did, you know, in that one season, you know, I mean last year, you know, he started off rocky, but he showed signs. And then in the year he picked that shit up the way right. he did. And now he picked it up from last year to this year. It take reps. You know what I do love about the transfer rule, though, man? Is it – it really forces kind of what the NCAA wants, and it forces guys to get on their shit from an educational standpoint and graduate. Mm-hmm. So they graduate because of that you more so uh, than our, I'm just transferring shit out this year. No, I'm a, it's more incentive for me to graduate and take all my classes and get shit squared away right yeah. because if I do that and I still got two more years of eligibility, I can go and play right away like Joey Bull. Yeah, yeah, protocol, I love the protocol, but I love the transfer protocol because, yeah. you know, why is it fair for a coach to take – why is a guy like, you know, no offense to Jimbo Swisher, Jimbo Fisher yep. and, and Florida State. And, I mean, Florida State, you know, they, they went through some tough times the past four and a half, five years. You know, they haven't been the same Florida State that we right. grew up watching, mm-hmm. that I was in school hoping kind of not to play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't they – ain't, they, ain't, they were them guys. And for a guy like Jimbo Fisher to jump boat when they catch on fire and go to another high-paying job at mm-hmm. A&M and coach right away, that ain't fair. No, nah, it ain't. He say, screw them kids that he recruited. You line them to – you tell them how great they're going to be, then you see how they might not pan out to be what you think they was going to be, and you go get another high-paying job. Yeah. But if, me as a player, I want to transfer because – this university ain't mm-hmm. paying out to what I thought it was going right, to be. Right. You as a coach, you ain't that same guy who sat in my living room and told and my mom like you're going to love me. Florida State look like shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> I want to transfer. Right. I want to transfer. Now I got to sit out a year. Now you got now you, you got the opportunity. You got the power to not release me to certain schools. Right. Yep. I love the transfer protocol. Yeah, me, me too, man. Yeah, I, get, I love it for that reason, it, man. See where you can go and play right away. 100%, man. But diving back into Ohio State, man. want to hit back there <laughs> on there, man. We we, uh, we hit the quarterback we just talked about, Phillips, coming in. 
He looks pretty good. I think he's made a lot of good decisions. I don't think that we've seen him take that jump to where he's Heisman caliber or anything like that, but I think he's a damn good quarterback, and he has room for growth because he's so young. Mm-hmm. What's been your, your outlook and your, your thought on him when you watch him play? Same, man. I think he's still, you know, he, he might not be as high in, in some people Heisman uh, candidates and, and the best quarterback out there, but I think um, he has still – um, lived up to the expectations mm-hmm. and outperformed some of them in certain right. aspects. Exactly. Um, uh, being a guy, I mean, you know, uh, having that opportunity to lead these guys that he just freaking met in January or mm-hmm. maybe whenever he just got here, right. and, and you see him continue to get better each week, that's what you want in your quarterback. And that, like I said, it kind of go back to Joe, his first years are started. Right. I mean, not too many guys, you know, not too many guys go out and kill it like a Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. as a first year as a starter and do right. and put up some of them numbers. But, you know, his numbers is really good as well. And I think um, I'm really excited to see how he finish this season and how he do against, you know, quality, better quality right. uh, opponents. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going against the number one defense in the country this year. Uh, yeah, in the country this week. And then, you know, you still got Penn State coming up. And then you got, you know, a team up north. That's why it's going to be a hard game. Right. You know, no matter all that, all that <laughs> no crap. No matter how they it, look. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, they getting up for that game. Uh, yeah, for sure. You Unless know. we're talking about 2007 because we beat the sh- – or 2008. <laughs> we whooped it. Yes. <laughs> that was uh, Rich Rod's first year. Well, I think we tore him up. Right? You had a big run in that game too. You had I had two touchdowns. Like yeah, that. you had a oh we we had well, a, I said that. a halftime of that what game. Was the, what was the one when you were you guys wore the like the cherry red uniforms? So you took a punt return or a kick return to the house. It was at Ohio State though. Two thousand ten, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I ain't I t- that wasn't me though. I ain't about to <laughs> oh, take yeah. that credit, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't never took <laughs> a kick yeah, return or a punt return. return. You're right. I had a. Uh, well, you probably had a big run there. I had a ninety nine yard run. And they had called holding on uh, Dane Sashenbach. Dane, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Because y'all yeah. wore the cherry red with the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Because yeah. I remember he's running down the field. What you blocking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Listen, so overall assessment, you know, from what you see uh, from Ohio State uh, right now, what's, what's your thoughts? And what have you been most impressed with with Ryan Day too? Same. I'm living up to the expectation and, and, and kind of blowing some of them out the water. Mm-hmm. And I said that, you know, to a couple of buddies when um, I went there. They talked about that saw, last night. Yeah, yeah, saw him in the spring. I'm like, man, dude, you know, uh, he got it running like an NFL team. Right. He, Straight he, up. He got it running like he got a stream of accountability, not just on the coaches, but the players as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, he that, – that culture that he's continued to um, enhance, right. you know, because it's always been there in that university and that program is just making them guys better. Mm-hmm. And they clicking on all cylinders and they holding each other accountable. And you can just see, you can tell by a team like that about an engagement on the sideline, in my right. personal 100%. opinion. You know, a guy screw up or something like that, you see they take all accountability and ownership of each and every situation. You know, so I, I think he got them guys rolling and I'm excited to see, you know, where his future takes them. Carter, we did something last week, man. We did an all-decade team last week, and, and Boom oh, just man. Boom picked picks. They were fucking just ridiculous, man. It, it didn't make Bruh. no sense the way he was picking his picks. My defense was good. My offense was pretty bad. Everything I ain't gonna lie. I can't believe it. He was picking people because he knew their name. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know how this. He about to run into him like, damn, why you picking <laughs> Minus yourself. I'm going to give you an opportunity. You got to pick three guys, ah, okay. three position groups. I'm going to – I'm gonna re- all decade now. This you, you got the list coach. over there. You want me to go get it? I, mean, I don't need to give. A, I don't need to give him a list. You got to be a coach too, and Coach Trestle, Coach Ryan Day, and Urban Meyer, and then quarterback. Or no, give me your three position groups. Coach and three position groups. All decade team. Whatever position group you want. I'm gonna see where you at and who you picking here. 
So I can wait. So pick. First off, who your head coach? Who my head coach? Yeah, all decade. This is like, all right, for one year, this is who I'm taking, and I'm pairing Trez. these guys with him. You got Trez, Ryan Day. Ooh, I just rattled them off, bro. Right. I'm just getting to him again, so, you know. So, wait, so, well, can I pick a head coach that wasn't a head, or my head coach? Yeah, hell yeah. Tom Herman. Ooh. Okay. It's my coach. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. So that's a little twist Ooh. right there. Tom Herman. All right, that's <laughs> a big twist because we wasn't, Herman's we didn't really, we didn't even really have, we had coaches, but we had just but, the head coaches. But you are, you okay, do you? Yeah, Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Is, Tom Herman is, Herman is my coach. Now I got to pick what receiver? A quarterback. A quarterback. No, whatever position group that you want. This is who you're starting your franchise, but you're starting your uh, your recruiting year with. Your recruiting class. This is what it's going to look like. Um, Tom Herman is my coach for sure. Uh-huh. Uh Ooh. This shit is tough, ain't it? <laughs> it's Re- so tough. Because it is offense, time runs receivers. Mm-hmm. Receiver, running back, quarterback. Who you got? So you going receiver first? Receiver. So I pick one receiver. Yep. This is who we get. That, 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 okay. No, 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 no. He can't be it. Nope. He wasn't in the from 2000. Oh, he got to be 2010 or to now. Okay, 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 okay. Devin Smith. Because uh, you need the vertical threat. That offense. was one of my top receivers that I took, Devin yeah. Smith. Matter of vert- fact, that was my number one receiver. Not gonna, we on the same page. Yeah, I'm not going to say uh, – it's easy to say Mike Thomas because the things he's doing in Right now, but – I'm talking exactly. about what he did in college. Okay. Um, and his offense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got to pick Zeke. Duh, yeah. Yeah. We on the same page. All right, um, all right. And quarterback. I got to go with uh, – <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Oh, okay. Boom went with TP. <laughs> Boom went with TP as it's QB. Sorry. <laughs> I go with TP. That three went hey, hey. You might score 90 points a game. <laughs> I'm sorry. You might score 90 points a game. See, see, but you're going at it from a uh, uh, you watch TP. I'll play with TP. So he going at it from that. Oh, he, going man. he going at it from that different perspective. But guess what? In this offense, I ain't asked him to get under center. You gonna ask him to throw that ball. Just straight. <laughs> Devin Smith, what is he? He's straight running. All right, okay, so I see where you're so going. I see where you're going. So listen, you go this is what this. I'm saying. Listen, this, this is what I'm saying. You got to be scared of Devin Smith straight. 100%. He ain't got to run no other routes. A post and a go. That's it. You got to keep two safeties up. Play action the hell out of here. Now you got you got Zeke and TP running zone read. Uh-huh. Pick your poison. See, I had I had Braxton. I had Ryan there as my coach. Braxton was my number one pick. I got Zeke and I got Devin Smith as my trio right there. That's my trio right there. You can go either or, taking, though. You, you yeah, can go either yeah, or. Yeah, you, yeah. you can. Yeah, because they, they both I think, was. I think uh, I think uh, better runner, TP or Braxton? Oh, I'm going to take Braxton. Braxton. TP yeah. was strong as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He was a but, strong one. But, 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 but Braxton had your neck off. Bro, yeah. big time. <laughs> but Braxton had that. Uh-huh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I thought Braxton could throw the ball pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong either. Right, yeah, you can't go wrong That's what I'm saying. But that deep threat. And them two had that quarterback, right? And running back, you like, that's an interesting choice yeah, right there. With head coach, man, Tom Herman, dude. Sure. You know, you look at you know the years that you were here. We looked our best when we had Tom Herman it's calling, them calling plays. the plays. So for sure, man. All right, I like it, man. I like that right there, man. So uh, do you see Ohio State running this table, Big Ten championship, getting in the college football playoff? Even though you I did live. say that the, you believe the, the playoff is still wide open. I think it's still wide open. I, I believe they legit have a chance to right. be a top four team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, they went out, and um, I, I don't think two SEC teams get in this year. Right, me either. Um, so I, I think um, if they went out, they definitely in the top four. Right. So if you had to pick your four right now, right now it'd be LSU is uh, one. LSU would be number one. Okay. Um, 
respect of Clemson because they are still undefeated in Alabama. But because right now, I mean, I know I just said two SEC teams won't do it, right. but they LSU and Alabama got to play each other. Right. And right. then one of them still got to play Georgia. Mm-hmm. So somebody be a two-loss team. <laughs> you know, or you have three one-loss teams in the SEC. What do you do? Right. So I don't think two make it this year. And I think Ohio State is a tough one. Right. Okay. But I think number one overall is – LSU and then the other three is up for grabs. Uh, however you want to do it, man. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, real quick, man. We got to jump back to Bet DSI. Spence, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to throw them headphones on. <laughs> I need you to give me the best three games, and I'm gonna let Cardell. Oh, Cardell. We obviously we're obviously gonna throw our through our uh, our two cents into this as well. But we like to go against the spread. We like to you know figure out you know which big marquee games are this weekend. Obviously, you know, we got Ohio State, but he's going to give us a spread. And we're going to our bet DSI right now. And we're we going to pick game day this week? who we're, uh, you know, who we're choosing. Uh, I thought. Do we have game day this week? I don't know. If we do, I'm going out there with my sign. South, they're at South Dakota State. You know, South, who went to South Dakota State? Is it a, uh, it's a quarterback? Uh, Wentz? No, he went to North Dakota State, right? Hey, it's North Dakota. I'm certain. Okay, okay. So that's a pretty big game. Did uh, Where the hell was the, the running Bison. back? Well, Danny Woodhead. Where did he go? Oh, Chatters. I know he was like like all-time leading so, rusher or something for like uh, NAI or some shit like so that. So do you man. think if Wisconsin would have still been undefeated, they would have had it here? Probably so. No, no that's, probably, that's probably all he said. I don't think, I don't think he'd be set. Game they don't get no. set to the week of. Yeah, like seriously. Sunday. Yeah. They don't get set to Sunday. Because I remember – Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's Urban Meyer's first, uh, first year, first time back, man. That's gonna be real interesting, right there, man. No, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I already have plans. I ain't going to the game. Right. I'll be at uh, Penn State though. I'll be at the Penn State. Game. Right. <laughs> silly. Uh, I, told him, I told him. I see him in the winter. I'm hitting him with a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Dude, you guys, have you guys? Speaking of Urban, you guys checked out this new. Um, place in uh no i haven't i went the oh, other day nice, yeah. is, it, is it legit it's nice it's, it's nice as heck bro one thing i do love urban i love urban as a commentator bro i really yeah. do i mean yeah. the dude breaks shit down yeah like insanely i mean it, no slight to herbie and all that i love herbie but coming from a coaching perspective yeah mm-hmm. i think he's the best in college football right now mm-hmm. breaking everything down that he sees on the field mm-hmm. so i love that um and, and real quick while we're waiting on spence but we got something else or, or spence you ready Ready player one. You, you, got me, you got me in the headphones? Uh, well, I got you in the headphones, baby. All right. We're going to start LSU-Auburn. Ooh, LSU-Auburn. Auburn is – Where's the game they lost one, It's right? at LSU. LSU's a 11-point favorite. Auburn lost Auburn one. Auburn has right? lost, yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you got right there, man? Who are you going with? Are you taking LSU? Are you taking the spread? You know what? You know what's uh, funny? I just learned how the spread works. Okay. Hey, me too. <laughs> they favored too. by 11, so they got to win by 12. <laughs> right. Well, this is what a buddy told me. Well, they got to win by 11 and a half. Right, 12, essentially. 12. So, uh, so LSU. I'm saying, if I take LSU, I'm saying they beat them by 12, 12 points. Yeah. Right. I'm taking LSU. Taking LSU. Um, again, at Bet DSI promo code Beanie 100. These are where I'm, where I'm making my picks and I'm making my money. In this <laughs> situation, on. you said you taking LSU. Yeah, I'm taking LSU. Yeah, hell is I that? ain't taking LSU. Is that LSU? I don't care. So, are you taking so them not fair. to win? The, you you no, think they're gonna win the game? I, just no, not no, to no, cover no. the spread. I don't think they're gonna cover the spread. Okay, all right, all right. I think they're gonna win, but they, they ain't gonna cover the spread. All right, that's 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 one. Check right. off that one. Pick two, uh, Penn State at Michigan State. It's like I said, at Michigan State, Penn State coming off the big win against 20. Michigan. Right. It's a seven <laughs> seven point spread. Oh, they Penn definitely State favored. Yeah, they definitely uh, covered they, that. seven. That's it. Dude, you know Penn what, State. man? Michigan State sucks. I'm gonna dive out there and I'm gonna say I'm taking Michigan State. 
Oh, you drunk. State, is it a night game? I'm taking them to win the game, and I'm taking them against the spread. Wow. I'm is taking it a Michigan night State. game? That's a double whammy for you. To- it's at 3.30. It's at <laughs> oh, we're going to see if it's a double whammy next All week. Right. We absolutely going to see. We can put the side bet on the side. All right, we'll All right. Then you know the third double game. Double it up. So, so you said you got Penn State in that one? Huh? Cardell? I got Penn State. You got Penn State. Boom, got you got Penn State. State. Okay, all right, cool, cool. All right. Uh, the last game. You know the third game we're picking. Ohio State, Ohio Wisconsin. Ohio State, Wisconsin, 14 and a half right now. Ooh. Uh, I'm yeah, taking Ohio that's State. a good line. Ooh. I'm taking Ohio State, and we're going to cover the spread. 14 and a half. Oh, oh. See, y'all think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a good game. I, I ain't I, saying it's going to be a blowout. I, I just told I think y'all. I them by, by about 10 or 13 points. Yeah, I have it at 34 20. Okay. So, so uh, Cardell, you and I are on the same 14 page. 14 and a half. You know what? The hell with it. I'm taking Ohio State. I just said it. I was talked extremely confident say, about it. Bro, you, you just I was pumped him up. I thought Ohio State said, was going to go out and get off to a great start. <laughs> I'm taking this thing. I had to think about it. I think I'm about to say. It's you, the coach. The, the players right now are down. It's the coach's job. This is, this is going to be a testament to him. I forgot. I totally forgot his name. Um, of how well he can get his players up, up for this game. Yeah. Right. Because everybody thinking their season is over, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, can we pick another one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just get a fourth one in there. Yeah, go ahead, but finish, finish your thought, though. Oh, everybody thinks the season's over. They're right. players. So it's going to be a testament of how good of a coach he is to get these guys up and mm-hmm. play. And at the end of the day, somebody, one of them players will say, shit, our season might be over. Let's go ruin this shit. Yeah. But it doesn't really ruin Ohio State's season. I know, That's the still, crazy It really thing. don't because they're going to control their side. Right. And they're still going to go and they went out. They still can potentially go. But they're going to feel some type of way, and I think it's going to be a good game. And that's why I'm saying that Ohio State like I said, more than 15 points. It will be a good game. Early in the game, after second, a third quarter, I think they're going. Guess what? Lomas on house they win. I don't give a. F- <laughs> I don't care if they win by one. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I do because I'm betting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Notre Dame, Michigan. Ooh. I, I see it at one right now. A one point spread. So basically, you're just a picking the winner. One point spread. You're just Notre picking Dame. the winner, yeah. Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost one game. That was the Georgia, right? Notre Dame win. What's crazy is they both sorry as hell, so. The night game at Michigan, I think that adds something, though. I really do. <laughs> Michigan, they fought hey, I'm going back with, in that game last week like I'm a going, mug. I'm going with Notre Dame because I can't stand. Dude, I, I think at this point in time, if Harbaugh loses this game, this is like a, a career game for him. It if is. If he loses this game, although he still got Michigan State and he still got um, Ohio State, if he loses this one, it's like the seat it's, is it's in hell right now. It I mean, is. it's more than the hot seat. You're in hell burning right now. Bro, you've lost to two of the top. Teams in Big Ten already. If you lose to Notre Dame and Ohio State, just a, well, it's going to be This is another long-standing rivalry. That's what I'm you saying. Finally, get this back. But and when you look at his track record, he hasn't beat a rival. Man, he ain't beat a top team. Uh, I think a, a ranked team. Yeah, that's. that's he, he, he you know must, what? He must got some dirt on the AD or something. Right, to still have his gig. Uh, yeah. That, that, for real though, just not 0-7 or 0-5 or Shaw State, that shit gets you fired. <sighs> what? Man. He got some Man. dirt. He got some pictures. He was of Michigan pictures or hey, something. You he was something. Was Michigan one time, you on the hot seat. <laughs> you look like this. How we looking this year? Right. We look, no, we talking, you know what we're talking about. Like, I don't care about nothing else. You go. Right. I just think about all the years that, you know, you think about the things that, uh, Happened with Coach Cooper. Right. He just can win that game. And thinking about the years that, you know, well, it really was kind of under uh, Coach Cooper when Ohio State was. Win this game, you're going to the national championship right. in Michigan right there. And that coach usually would be like. I'm actually getting ready to do a show with Coach Cooper here shortly, man. That's don't, my don't guy. That's the last. Right. <laughs> but but I, I'm picking, I hate to pick Michigan with anything, but because of the, the seat is blistering his ass right now because it's so hot, I got to go hardball and. He doesn't perform game. good on, on, on uh, this is when it, shit bro. get hot. 
That's where I'm going, man. So you taking Notre Dame? Yeah. I'm taking Notre Dame. All right, Notre Dame it is, man. And uh, <laughs> you got them written down, man. Cause I'm gonna need my money. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's where I'm making my pits at, at betdsi.com. Check them out. Use promo code Benny100. Uh, it's been a great show. Anytime we get Cardo on, man, the shit is always entertaining. We broke down the XFL. His time in the NFL. We broke down the Ohio State Wisconsin game. Who we think is going to win? How impressed we are with? Uh, jo- I was about to say Dwayne Haskins, uh, Justin Fields, and how impressed we are with Joe Burrow and his Buckeye team and Ryan Day. Uh, tune in. I'm going to say, don't don't forget about the facility, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we can't forget about Plus 2 University, man. Hey. I'm getting my football team in Mansfield to come here because we're going to be playing in Columbus next year. He said, what? That's where we're going to change. <laughs> <laughs> you point out, say something. Man. Say that shit. Right. But that's a wrap on beating the boom, man. Thanks again, Cardell. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for having me.